Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And the name of the episode today is Welcome Home. Swatty Creek Mill. Yes, I saw this post out on LinkedIn as I waded through the affirmations and the diversity and equity and inclusion posts, which are cluttering up the feed these days, and found what I thought was somebody opening a business during a global pandemic and said, wow, I love risk takers, people that take the biggest chances, reap the greatest rewards, and we're going to talk about that today with the owner of Swati Creek Mill, Miss Tiffany Williams. It is a fascinating story. Um, I highly encourage you to check out the website. It's embedded right there in the episode description, SwatiCreekMill.com. Swati Creek Mill, dedicated to providing you with a warm and inviting, wait till you see the website, it's absolutely true, hometown feel, online shopping experience, except this past weekend, they decided, hey, why not have a brick-and-mortar building, although it's not a lot of brick-and-mortar. It's a beautiful, beautiful space they have. And so after the break, we're going to talk to Tiffany about she walked away from a essential job in the banking profession to strike out on her own. And like I said, I love that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, wherever you can find it, it always makes for a great story. But back to that, um, just a quick aside, diversity, uh, what is it? Now it's DEI. I guess everyone's calling it DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion all this stuff that's been going on. Our knucklehead friends at Filene Research Institute up in Madison, Wisconsin, had a two-day webinar on DEI. Folks, take a look at the picture of their team that I posted on LinkedIn, and you will find there's something missing in their paid staff, something called, hmm, um, Diversity. There is no diversity in their paid staff. And one of their little knucklehead underlings called me, well, Jason, what are you doing to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, huh? I thought, I'm living since I am your garden variety Hispanic. I'm not sure how else I can celebrate it, but by doing what I do every day, which is put on the absolute best banking podcast in the history of the known galaxy. Well, up next, like I said, I love it when people take chances. You're working at a very solid, reliable gig, working for a bank, and then in the middle of a global pandemic, and in all the while working in a state, the state of Pennsylvania, that has uh, one of these non-polymath, chucklehead, tyrannical governors like they do in Pennsylvania, it makes that, that chance that she's taken all the more admirable. So we're going to go up to the beautiful Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and we're going to do it all right after this. It's conference quality information without the expense report. It's the Power Performance Podcast. Wow, that is 
right. I don't know if it's her birthday, but I know this young lady has got some guts because she decided, you know what, in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, why not just start your own business? And I said, that's somebody we've got to talk to. Her name is Tiffany Williams. She is the owner of Swatty Creek Mill. We're going up to the beautiful Keystone State of Pennsylvania, Commonwealth thereof. Hey, Tiffany. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? And I think I'm a little bit better hey, with that intro. I do love. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick funny story about Maroon 5 because I like Maroon 5 too. I was at the church one Sunday night playing open gym basketball, and one of the guys tried to save the ball from going out of bounds and threw the ball back and hit me, let's just say, below the waist in a place you don't want to get hit on the basketball court. And I went, I'm at your payphone, and the whole place just erupted <laughs> in laughter. So that is that that much, and that's what I, your part. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the guys were just rolling because that, 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 that was one of my favorite, one of my favorite songs. Hey, listen, I've got to ask you this, you know, um, you had what was called during COVID-19 an essential job. You left an essential industry, banking, to start your own business during COVID-19, exclamation point times three. <laughs> what was the reaction from your friends and family? I have to know. No, oh, absolutely. So I think the good majority thought that I've lost my mind somewhere along the way. So whenever my mom says to me, oh, Tiffany, you know, that it's, it's not good, whatever they're thinking. But once they saw it kind of get going and where things were headed, they, they started to pick up a little bit. I can tell you the biggest support that I've had has been from the community where I've opened the shop, as well as some, some of the people that I've worked with in the past. So it's been really good. Oh, I know I mentioned Pennsylvania, but tell us specifically where you're located. Not everybody knows where cities and sure. counties are in Pennsylvania. So I am five minutes from the sweetest place on earth, Hershey Park, in a little town ah, called yes. Hummelstown. Yes, which is wonderful. <laughs> and it's a good little historical district where I'm located. Well, I've lived in a town that smells like cow processing, so trust me, I would much <laughs> rather smell chocolate each and every day. Um, yeah, I, I was just thinking about that. Oh, I'm going to start my own business. And the joke I would always use during COVID-19 when I talk to people on the phone is, hey, have you heard about this thing called coronavirus that everyone's talking about? And I was just thinking people would say, wait, this is not the right time to be doing that. Well, listen, tell us about Swatty Creek Mill and your recent grand opening that happened this very weekend. How did it go? Sure. So the grand opening actually went very, very well. So we had a lot of people come out, a lot of people that live locally come out and just to say hello and do some shopping when they were there. So our averages were about 95% of the people that came into the store bought something that day, and we actually had repeat business that same day from those customers. So the grand opening itself went really, really well. And for those of you that don't know the kind of business that I have, I have a home and decor business that started about a year ago online, and we recently, in the midst of the COVID, COVID pandemic, decided to open a brick-and-mortar store at this location. Wow, that is fascinating. You know, during COVID-19, I came to love the Target app. Yes, I'm one of those Target snobs who goes to Target only to prove that <laughs> at times I'm better than a Walmart people until I need a big-ticket item, then I go to Walmart. But 
and I won't be going back into the stores, Tiffany, unless it's absolutely necessary. It's not about health concerns, but because of the convenience, you'll pull up, and I'm telling you, I don't think I've ever waited more than two minutes. The young people in the red shirts run out. They put your stuff in the, in the back seat, and it's great. Did you take any lessons from the COVID-19 experience and apply them to your business strategy that you might not have done without the experience of COVID-19? Absolutely, we did. So online became a huge thing. During the pandemic, um, you've ever shot Prime. Prime was down. So it was a lot of people like me that were similar-minded that were putting products out on Amazon for delivery. This also, this shop allows us to take it one step further so that way you can have that target experience where you can let us know ahead of time whether you're going online, you're finding your products, and you're doing a pickup in store. We'll get everything ready for you, and you can either come in and say hello and pick it up, or we can do what's called a porch pickup where we'll box it. When we see you coming, we'll drop it on the front porch for those that are uncomfortable to come into the store. Wow, yes. And like I said, when we talked in the pre-call, you know, 20 years ago, if someone had said, we're going to deliver food to your house, that would have sounded insane. (laughs) And, of course, it's very common now. So I think it's great that you're using some of these, you know, COVID-19 has compressed three to five years of inevitable change into three to five months. And I think it's kind of done some of the market research for people like yourself, entrepreneurs who are starting a business in this rather challenging environment. So I think that is great. The other thing I say on this show a lot, and I've said it hundreds of times on this show, is that history is. You can change with it or you can get changed by it. One of the first things that got my attention about your store is that I know another big store that kind of not does exactly what you do, but it, it's a store called Pure One is actually going out of business. And so there is a Correct. hole in that market. And it sounds like you guys can kind of provide some of the modern stuff with some of the classic stuff. Tell us about that. And that's absolutely right. And that's one of the biggest things that we found, especially during the pandemic, is where we're very small on a map compared to your pure ones, we have the same capabilities that you can go online and you can order. Mm. But we also have that personal aspect as well that if you call, you're going to get me on the telephone. I'm going to be able to walk you through. You're not going to get a recording. So we kind of have an individualized process that I'd like to think is a little bit more customer friendly. And we can serve both in that type of COVID market as well as like your everyday shopping as well. So with Tier 1 going out, we're ready to kind of step up and fill those shoes and be able to help you on a more personal level. Well, I told you in the setup that I'm not a shopper. I like to go and get what I need and go. And I'm not somebody that's going to want to spend time browsing. However, let's say I'm not concerned about the COVID-19 restrictions. Why would a person like me enjoy coming to your store? We try to add that personal touch to everything. So, again, when you come in, you're going to be greeted with a smiling face. I love to chit-chat, so I I hope that the person coming through the door does as well. But I do take a genuine interest in the people that come in. I like to hear their stories. I like to hear whether it's about them or the town. So with that, we've gained a lot of trust in trying to find the right products for people, too. In striking up those conversations, I've had some off-the-wall requests to find things, but I think it's that type of touch that people really appreciate. So if they don't like so much as coming in, you know, and doing the shopping piece, maybe there is something in particular that they're looking for and they haven't been able to find, and I hope that they trust us enough to let me know that, that we can find it for them. 
Yeah, I thought that was a fascinating part about your business, and that's why I was so intrigued by this. I used the example that maybe I walk into your store and see a classic Coca-Cola sign and think, mm-hmm. oh, I, I, I would love to have that in my studio, uh, but maybe, I'm not saying I am because I'm not, but I would rather have maybe a little <laughs> uh, more rusty version of a Pepsi sign or a Dr. Pepper sign, then you yourself could go out and look for stuff like that for me, right? That's exactly right. And grand opening yeah. day, I have a sheet of paper of people that were looking for specific items, but nobody would take the time to look for them or they haven't been able uh, to find it along the way. So I'm continually checking um, with different vendors and auctions and those types of things. So that way, yeah. it's not just your retail items. It's those one-off we're looking mm-hmm. for. I keep an eye out for it for them. No, I think, again, that's to me, I just, I sense the perfect balance between the in-person experience, the online experience, the personal shopper experience, and that Amazon Prime-esque ability to get things ready and ship to people. And you're basically taking the time to look for things that maybe people, they want these things, but they're not going to invest a lot of time in looking for them. But if you can provide those products for them, it's just going to make the loyalty that they feel towards your brand that much more. The next thing I wanted to ask you about, if were I keeping count, uh, the years that I've been following LinkedIn and other social media feeds, I've probably seen at least four trillion posts about, you know, put your personal brand into everything and all right, whatever. There, this, is, this is you actually doing it. This is what I love about this show. It's not theory. It's mm-hmm. real things. There is a lot of Tiffany Williams in this brand. Tell us about that. Sure. So, and this comes back from my management days. I was in upper management for a few years, and one of the things that I found that was most striking with people is if I put myself with them. I was in the weeds with them. They trusted me more. They felt my loyalty, and I try to translate that over to our brand. So that way they know when they call they're going to get me. I'm going to do everything I can to get them what they need, and I've tried to incorporate that through the brand to build that trust and build that loyalty. So that's why you see that in quite a bit on our website and with our products you see me because that's who you're going to deal with. You're going to deal with me, and I want you to have that comfortability to be able to talk to me and tell me whether you like something or you dislike something, and I feel that's what really builds that. That is great. Her name is Tiffany Woods. She is the owner and the creator and the face and the vibe of Swatty Creek Mill. Her (laughs) website is going to be put right there in the episode description. Go check it out. If you're looking for something for your home or office, trust me, they have something really cool or something really contemporary. And if you don't see what you're looking for, Tiffany will do her very, very best to find it. Before we let you go, Tiffany, I do want to ask you, there are probably other people out there who are contemplating starting their own business. A lot of people have lost their jobs during COVID-19. And I always tell people, you will never fire yourself. If you're, if you're not happy with where you are, maybe you got let go and you're not sure what to do next. Maybe going into business for yourself is an option. It's not for everybody, but it could be. If there are other people out there who are thinking about starting their own business in these uncertain times, what would be some advice that you give them? Absolutely. And I think it's, in, it's specific to the individual. I've actually had a lot of these calls in the past week from small businesses or people that are looking to get started. Just kind of think ideas. What do I think? What, where should they go? What do they need to do? So it's definitely you have to have a passion and you have to have a drive. I am a true believer that there is no right or wrong starting point. But if you have that passion and you have the drive, you're going to make it work. You're not going to see it fail. 
So that's been my biggest piece of advice, but I think it is, it's definitely specific to the individual and their niche and how much drive do they have for that. That is great advice. Again, folks, your name is Tiffany Williams, the owner of Swatty Creek Mill. And Tiffany, thank you, thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your day to join us on the Power Performance Podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, great job, right? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about it. This is obviously primarily a banking podcast. The core audience is banking. And I, re- I thought after I had the interview with Tiffany, you know, I didn't ask her where she does her banking. Now, of course, this is not empirical. It's a, a one-off. It's one person. But her answer actually surprised me because the two options I gave her, bank or credit union, the answer to how she manages her fiduciary part of her business was neither. In fact, her email response to me, I'll just read it verbatim. She says, I actually bypassed a lot of the financial institutions for payments transactions processing because they couldn't, listen to this, they, banks, credit unions, big banks, all of you, they couldn't compete with software capability, security, or pricing. Now remember, she comes from a banking background. She says in parentheses, I found that really interesting, especially because of how low-cost transactions can be. Listen, like I said, it's, it's not an empirical study. Uh, Tiffany represents the next generation of small business owners and community banks and a few credit unions, not many of them, do a lot of business and used to be great business processing those transactions at local businesses. Well, there are a lot of places out there that offer better pricing, more convenience, better reporting, the stuff that business owners care about. And I think small business owners like Tiffany are moving faster than the banking industry is in terms of payments. As we said a few weeks back when we had Thrive Payments on this show, it always kind of bothered me that you know America put a man on the moon, but fast forward to the 20th and 21st century, we've always kind of lagged behind Europe and Asia when it comes to payments, technology. Well, a small business owner like Tiffany is not going to wait around for the banking industry to catch up with her that industry is going to have to do the catching up. So just a bit of a you know one-off cautionary tale about that. Once again, the website for Swati Creek Mill is right there embedded in the website. There's a subscription tab. Everybody that listens to this show, go and subscribe. You'll be entered to win something really nice from Swati Creek Mill. And that's it's always fun to win something. And a lot of great stuff out there. Seriously, if, if you're looking for something kind of kitschy, kind of classic, they've got it. If you're looking for something more contemporary, they've got that too. And the other thing that she mentioned to me off the air was if you're like me and you don't want to be in there browsing around, hey, we've got a coffee bar. You can sit there and check out your football scores and enjoy a nice cup of coffee. So they even anticipated the guy like me that doesn't want to go in there and look through the knickknacks. The thing that I loved about the store, there's no electronics. It is seasonal. It is, I don't know how to, just go look at the pictures. The pictures describe this place better than I ever could. And I remember thinking, I can't wait to see this place at Christmas time. I've also talked to Tiffany about the possibility of being a recurring guest or having her own quarterly or monthly show about being a next generation business owner because there's a lot of savviness that I detected in her and the way that she put this business together, starting online and then growing into a physical 
presence. And of course, here at the Power Performance Podcast, we wish her and her team the very, very best. You see all these hashtags, shop local. This is a great way to do it. I believe in that big time. During the pandemic, I found so many local brands here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof that I'd never heard of. So get out there, support small business owners like Swati Creek, like Tiffany and Swati Creek Mill. And before we get out of here, I want to send a quick shout out to Shelba Murphy and Carrie Phillips. Had a great call with them this morning. They're with NextSoft. These guys just signed over 500 banks and credit unions in August to their OmniAlert Secure API monitoring solution. So basically, they have more clients than I've ever had. I mean, 500 banks and credit unions, the only time I can use the word 500 is I think 500 banks and credit unions have banned their employees from ever listening to this show. <laughs> just kidding. But yes, uh, Nextsoft has these two words that I love called core agnostic. And that is the name of the game, circa 2020 and moving forward. Thank you so much for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asked the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And since Tiffany said she likes Maroon 5, let's get out of here because she will be loved. Take care, everybody. I drove four miles and-